0: doing. What a glorious day outside. Stan, thanks for covering for me last week. Yeah, you made it
1: in this week. A little (laughs) easier drive than last week, perhaps.
0: Oh my gosh. I, well, first of all, the, the weathermen got it right. You need right. to buy
1: a snowblower, first of all. Yes, yes, yes,
0: yes. I do need to buy a snowblower. And thank you to all my neighbors who helped me so much last weekend. And my son and his girlfriend were out of town. They actually flew back a day early because the weather just looked so crazy. Do you know, in 10 years of doing this radio show, I've never once missed a show because of weather until last Saturday?
1: Yep. And in 10 years, I have never missed a show. Ever? Because you were here.
0: Oh, <laughs> Oh my gosh and i was so worried and you about you we gotta
1: give a shout out to the sales staff because i bet you could get a, a an endorsement from some maybe like small engine place or a hardware <laughs> store for a new snowblower yeah,
0: we better get we'll on it because on yeah yeah i am uh, i was a shovel and it got away from me because it was coming down so hard and i was so worried about you stan because i texted you at like eight o'clock in the morning and i said hey just a heads up, if this continues to get bad, I am not coming in. I'm not going to spend 2 hours in my car to do a 2 hour show or yep. 2 hours in the ditch to <laughs> yeah, I'm just not. Now if I would have had my old car maybe, but not yep. this car cuz my old car could go through anything. It was a tank. But um and then I just kept watching it get worse and worse and worse and I don't know what time it was that I finally texted you, "Get a replay ready. I'm not coming." Yeah. And you were already here. Thank you, Stan. You are a true, true, true hero. Make this radio station run.
1: I don't know if hero is the correct word, but uh, I'll take it.
0: Well... You're a hero to me. Oh,
1: Okay, now,
0: because I was gone last week, here's another heads up. I'm going to be gone next week because Uh, I have a family uh, event that that will be occupying my time. And, yes, I love the listeners, but I love my family even more.
1: Announcement for governor's race, perhaps? Nope, 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 absolutely not. But, but, oh, I
0: got lots of updates on that. That'll come up a little bit later. No, John Gilmore is going to fill in for me next week. Thank you, John Gilmore. um, Because... I will be at my family uh, function, so and I will be working hard. I'm really sad because next week is also the gun rally at the Capitol starts at noon. So I am really, really sad. I will not be at the gun rally, but I'll be there in spirit. Uh, because that's uh, that uh we'll talk about that a little bit later on in the show. In fact, today, I have a great show planned for you today. We're going to cover a lot of stuff. Some of the stuff I wanted to cover last week, some is new stuff from this week. But o- over and over and over again, we're hearing now that Minnesota is the epicenter of the 2018 elections, that Minnesota is the place to be. Minnesota is the best and greatest chance for Republican wins in 2018. We hear over and over and over about the blue wave that's coming, how... And we know, generally speaking, the president in power, uh, the opposite party wins the midterm elections. I personally don't think that's going to happen. I think the Republicans are going to keep the House in D.C. I think the, well, the, they'll win, uh, they'll keep the Senate, uh, in, in D.C. I think, Either Amy or Tina, one of them is going to lose. One of them is going to lose. Mark my words, you heard it here first. And and on and our, our own, own front, coming up in the second hour of this weekend, we'll talk about some of the crazy things that happened. We'll talk about Tim Palenti about him too. But we're also, uh, in the second hour of the show today, we'll talk about um, what what the heck are Kurt Daut and Paul Gazelka thinking? What are you guys thinking? If you're the best we have for leaders in the state of Minnesota, get the hell out of our way, because we have stuff to do. Right now, we are looking at, with Republican majorities in the Senate and Republican majorities in the House, they are looking at a billion-dollar growth in government spending and borrowing this legislative session. Mark Dayton, in the seven years that he's been governor has increased spending by what? uh, $8 billion, $8 billion. And now we're looking at another billion dollar year of, of growth with government spending and borrowing. This is so ridiculous, so ridiculous. And I wanted to talk about tax day on last week's show, but because I wasn't here, I was in my house. I told Stan I was in my house watching the in-between bouts of shoveling. I was watching Hallmark movies, and Stan's like, no! <laughs> I can't help it. I love them. They always end happy, and they make me happy. <laughs> so, <laughs> Stan's just laughing at me in the other
1: room. Unicorns.
0: I know, totally. So um last week was Tax Day, and Tuesday, and so be, I on last week's show, I wanted to talk about taxes. I wanted to talk about tax day and everybody thinks it's behind them but it's not tax day is every day when you live in in minnesota i am very thankful to say the republicans have finally finally just released their house tax bill so that's uh that's a good start obviously since it was just released I haven't I haven't read what's in it yet so who knows what'll be in it but oh well we'll see so and of course with all the snow last week um, once again now I think the snow is gone I'm pretty sure I'm going to be golfing very very soon but once again now here we have this big huge major storm and we hear over and over and over again how the cities the counties the state And did such a horrible job snow plowing. One of the things that I want to make an election issue in this upcoming election is snow plowing. And you had streets in St. Paul where ambulances couldn't get down the street. You had... Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. For sure. The bike paths and the walking paths getting cleared before some of the roads were cleared. You've got potholes the size of a small car in Minneapolis and St. Paul. Well, some
1: some of that is in theory, though. You have to clear the sidewalk first, because otherwise, when you come by the plow, you just fill the sidewalk back up. Yeah. In
0: New Brighton, they didn't even, after this, not this last snowstorm, the one but before admit, that, they never bothered to shovel any of the admit, sidewalks. I went
1: through my entire route the first time, through about a foot of snow on the side. Streets where I live. So, you um,
0: had course, to be exhausted. But of course,
1: the local contractors are out there plowing. Right. But not the city.
0: Not the city. Nope. But Stan was out there. Yay, Stan. And he's going to help me find a snowblower. So I'm thankful. Uh, I was quite sad. The wild lost. The wolves are still in it. Um, it is painful. For us sports fans here in Minnesota, uh, we had some good news this week from, from Donald Trump. You know, the Democrats just continue to rail Russia, 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 Comey, uh, just, it- Everybody and, um, the, the Comey book is already being forgotten from people because things happen so fast. And one thing that happened, uh, big this week and you never saw it anywhere in the media is during Trump's first year office, we saw the creation of fewer new federal regulations of than any year since the National Archives started tracking regulatory rules in 1976. Let me repeat that. In Donald Trump's first year in office, we saw the creation of fewer new federal regulations than any year since the National Archives started tracking regulatory rules in 1976. That's a win, people. That is a win. That is a win for Us. I am, I am so excited about that. All right. We're going to take a quick break. When we come back, uh, we're going to talk about tax day. And I want you to remember, people try to live within their income so they can afford to pay the taxes to a government that can't live within its income. And you look at every year, the deficits that we're, that we're seeing, the out-of-control spending that we're seeing. Uh, we saw some good things happen with Trump's tax bill. Uh, we can, we need a lot more good things like that. But you know what? The best tax bills in the world aren't going to matter if if you don't stop spending and borrowing. And I just tell you, every day is tax day. And we'll talk about it when we come back. Stay tuned. Sue Jeffers, Twin Cities News Talk, AM 1130 and TwinCitiesNewsTalk.com. Good Saturday. Good afternoon, everyone. I'm Sue Jeffers. This is The Sue Jeffers Show. Thank you so much for tuning in. Really appreciate you listening. Yep, you've got families and people all across our country who try to live within their income so they can afford to pay the taxes to a government that refuses to live within its income. And this should make everyone mad. It's uh, it's it's shameful. It's absolutely shameful when you think of the out-of-control spending, the out-of-control borrowing, the out-of-control printing uh, that we see government government do, uh, it's it's really, really astonishing. I think this 2018 election is going to be crucial when it comes to what direction do you really want to see uh, the United States go in. And we continue to hear over and over and over again that it's going to be a Democrat wave. I don't believe that. Uh, I believe people have more common sense than that. I don't believe they're going to fall for some of the divisive uh, election issues that Democrats are trying to ram down our throat. Almost every Democrat I I know is out there proudly proclaiming they want to raise taxes even higher, and in and, and I'm thankful that the House finally released their tax bill so we can see what's going on, going on there because conforming uh, Minnesota taxes with federal taxes is is really really important that we get on this. Now the Democrats would be probably happy because they're the part of the happy to pay more crowd. Uh, I I think we should do everything we can to make sure we keep more of our money. Uh, so that the government has less to squander on some of the ridiculous things that they squander on. Tax day was Tuesday. I thought it was uh, a little bit funny. That the computer system went down for federal taxes. So if you were trying to pay your federal taxes on Tuesday, like I was, yeah, I waited till Tuesday. I'm not like Stan. I'm not like Stan, who who lets the government keep his money, keep his money interest-free all year long. And then he gets a big fat refund coming back.
1: I'm a patriot, Sue. I'm a patriot. Yeah,
0: <laughs> patriot, my <laughs> butt. Oh, every year I talk to you about this, Stan. Every next year. year.
1: Next year, I'm shooting for my. Mar- March first instead uh, of April first. How's that?
0: No, no, no. Small you, steps, baby steps, baby steps like that. No, I think mo- like my children who I yell at all the time too. I think they filed theirs in january or as soon as they got their w-2s because they wanted their money back Uh, but they're getting better at it too why wouldn't you want more money in your paycheck rather than having the government give you your money back after using it for interest free really stan really haven't i taught you anything in 10 years
1: well i can't claim two because i only have one and if i claim zero they'll take a whole bunch out true claim one they still take too much out claim two (laughs) then i gotta pay in
0: you're better off paying in. You're better off paying in. And pay it in on the 15th of April, or in this case it was the 17th of April. April, uh, My friend Don put up on Facebook, I just want to thank my government for the 10% state and the 40% federal tax rates. I enjoyed writing my check this year. I appreciate the new $9 million bike trail in White Bear. I'll never use the $10 million in payouts for the crappy police work in Minneapolis. The 50... The $500 million for poorly educated millennials in my school district and the countless nickel and dime taxes I pay every day. Awesome. P.S. I can't wait to take my retirement money out of this country. (laughs) A lot of people share that feeling. And when you think, "Okay, so here it's time to, you know, it's tax day, income tax day. Here we go. People forget that every day is tax day. They forget that we have payroll taxes and corporate taxes and estate taxes and gambling taxes and federal unemployment taxes taxes and gas taxes and cable taxes and telecom taxes and plane ticket taxes and subscriber line taxes and car document fees and liquor and cigarette taxes. The list goes on and on and on and it's really almost death by a thousand cuts. And when I was thinking about all of these uh, taxes, uh, every, everywhere you every, every time you turn around, there's just another tax or as Tim Pawlenty calls it another fee, which is just a tax by a different name. Um, But when it comes to taxes, the government always wants more. And the one guy that I love so much, I actually watch him on cable TV, I actually uh, follow him on social media, is John Stossel. And John Stossel had a great piece that came out, and he was talking about this girl named Kristen uh, who was – talking about taxes and she said the cable bill was the last straw that one really made me mad Comcast had included a $36 charge uh, for mysterious things like a utility tax and a government access fee see they tuck all these stuff in your bills and you don't pay attention to them and you don't even look at a look at your cell phone bill look at your water bill look at some of these bills to see to see all these other ways that that they charge you and she had, um, when when she saw all these Comcast fees, that she was motivated to look into all these obscure taxes. And she read a book, How Do I Tax the a Field Guide to the Great American Ripoff? And it talks about how Politicians are cowards and instead of creating a tax, they magically create these little fees so that they don't have to tell their voters that they raised the taxes. And far too often, the voters don't even notice these sneaky taxes. So, April 15th fell on a Sunday. So, and because, um, uh, Monday was Emancipation Day, uh, taxes were due on Tuesday and, and still, People forget that income taxes make up less than half of the taxes that most of us already pay. Less than half of us. And they go on and list all these other different taxes. And they did a, um, John, Stossel, John Stossel sent his people out and they went to Times Square and they asked all these people, what's your tax rate? And most people said they thought they paid about 20%, but they forgot when they added in every single tax that is out there, most Americans push a total tax load of almost 50 percent. So you pay all these hidden taxes. You have no idea what they're what they're going for. And worse, you don't know about them. You don't try to educate yourself about them. You don't tell other people about them. And then the politicians get away with this stuff. And uh, when they were interviewing these people in Times Square, they said most people didn't understand um all the things that their money went for. And once they were told some of the things that their money was went for, then they, then they just got angry. You know, when they found out that um, a subway worker in New York city made $155,000 a year, they actually had a, a pension report that came out in Utah. There was a guy who made $76,000 a month. That was his pension. A month, $76,000. That's absolutely crazy. Um, they gave some other examples of things that, uh, that people get when they find out about them, they get irritated about them. Cable and cell phone bills have an, an enhanced 911 fee. Consumers were told 911 fees were necessary to make up. Uh, upgrades to emergency communication needs, uh, but after the system was updated updated they didn 't take a away the tax it just stayed there and they kept collecting it in Chicago they doubled the cell phone fee to fund their Olympics bid uh, the Olympics rejected Chicago but the tax remains in place and now Mayor Rahm Emanuel wants to raise it again in New York City John Stossel uses this one all the time and I think it's hilarious New York City has an 8 cent bagel, bagel cutting tax Bagel cutting tax. And for some reason, unsliced bagels are not taxed. California has a 33% tax on fruit bought through a vending machine. If you buy it outside of a vending machine, you don't have to pay the 30 30- Three percent tax. Maine imposes a one and a half cent per pound tax on blueberries that are shipped out of state. So they went on to check all these other taxes that, and all these other uh, taxes, and the uh, and the way governments disguise them using really important sounding language like documentation fees, circus circus service charge, equalization fee. But most of the money just goes into the general fund. And they squander it. To our friends over in Wisconsin, they renamed their 911 fee the Police and Fire Protection Fee, and none of the money goes directly to the police or fire protection. It goes straight into the the general fund. Um, in New York City, they have a thirty four dollar charge per year per year for a pet licensing fee. And it's it's just unbelievable the links that the government goes to to collect these taxes. And um, who saw yesterday, was it yesterday or the Thursday maybe, the Minnesota Daily did a story about how they were, Earth Day is today, so they were trying to show how people should recycle more. So they collected 780 pounds of garbage, and they spread it all out on the ground, and they started going through all this garbage, well, I would like to know what was in that garbage. Okay, not really. Um but in Seattle, in Seattle, the Seattle purchased lists of people who were buying pet food and then mailed them threatening letters uh because the County's pet licensing agency didn't feel that enough people were, were following up with their pet licensing. And $80,000 got, was sent into Seattle by people who felt threatened by these letters that the government sent them. So just remember, um, government, it, government does nothing but tax and fee. Yuck, death by a, a thousand cuts and, Let's just hope someday soon the taxpayers will wake up and realize it and say, you know what, uh, politicians, we've had enough of this and we'd really wa- rather keep, uh, um, keep the money ourselves. We had another, uh, story that came out this week too about Minnesota has the 11th highest tax burden in the United States. This is a key co- policy data release that came out. Um, the national average showed that the national average in overall local and state tax burden was 14.3% 14.3% of your income not in Minnesota 15.9% so Minnesota's higher than average state and local tax burden is driven by a significant individual income tax burden we are the 6th highest a high corporate tax burden we are the eighth highest and all the other taxes burden we are the 18th highest so this is just absolutely crazy people minnesota collects 33.5 billion dollars in state and local taxes that's about six thousand dollars per person including children Uh, when the government takes this money it means your family doesn't have this money to spend on the needs that you have. It means the private sector is, is crippled because it doesn't have the new wealth and income that it, that it needs. And a high tax burden means the stadium is made, is like adding weights onto the, onto the private sector. So we have to do something to stop this. I was at a, um, I co-hosted a government forum on Tuesday, and I was really interested to see all the governor candidates were there. Oh, except for Tim Falenti because apparently he's not let outside his bubble, and the people that were at this group were... Were would have been pretty scary to Tim Pawlenty, uh, but it was interesting that we had a, a couple of the candidates. <laughs> Keith Downey, Keith Downey, spent the whole night yelling at everyone. What a great guy! What a great governor! He was going to be the best governor ever in the state of Minnesota. And the next day, he dropped out of the race. Weird, um, but anyways, it was it was interesting and and good to see the candidates actually say Minnesota was overtaxed and that Minnesota was heavily taxed and Minnesota wasn't getting the bang for the buck that they should be getting. And in particular, there was some focus on how Minnesota especially taxes the poor hard. Uh Minnesota for the poor people has some of the highest some of the highest um Taxes for poor people of any of the 50 states. There's also some concerns too that Minnesota is suffering a net outflow of workers earning over $25,000 a year. It's losing residents in all age categories. Minnesota's declining labor force participation rate is going to be a burden to the state's per capita G- GDP growth over the next decade. And uh, right now it's hovering, what, 69.9%, uh, but it could fall down to 64.6% by the time 2035 goes around. We had some good news uh, some Some good news, because uh, the jobs numbers came out last week. Minnesota employers added twenty nine hundred jobs in March, according to the seasonally adjusted figures um, Deed added that the jobs cut in February were revised from thirteen hundred lost to two hundred lost. It's amazing how, how inaccurate they are. Uh, over the past year, Minnesota has gained 21,250 jobs. Sounds great, doesn't it? Sounds awesome. An increase of 0.7%. Jobs in the United States were up 1.6% 1.6% during that year. So taxes, baby, they're too high. You're overtaxed in the state of Minnesota. Uh, when we come back, we're going to talk a little bit about guns. I don't want to go down that rabbit hole uh, because you know how I could talk about guns for hours. Um, I am serious when I say we'll have to have Brian Strausser and Rob Door back on. Next week is their big rally noon at the Capitol. Be there, but I have several updates because we had some some action on guns last week. I'll I'll bring you up to speed. Stay tuned. Sue Jeffers, Twin Cities News Talk, AM 1130 and TwinCitiesNewsTalk.com. Good Saturday afternoon, everyone. How you doing? You know, I just got to tell you one more thing about, about taxes. This makes me really irritated. Governor Dayton lied. 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 And so deceitful so twisted and it just it irritates me so much so governor dayton released his budget plan and everybody talked about how great governor dayton was and what a great plan it was and we had all this extra money and this is where it should be spent and this is what we should do and oh yeah you cigar people no, you're gonna get your taxes jacked up again and oh yeah you're gonna get your taxes jacked up again and oh governor dayton's so great looking out for all the poor needy people here in minnesota you know what But Governor Dayton lied. And last week, last week, the Minnesota Department of Revenue came out and they said Governor Dayton's budget plan raises taxes by one point four billion dollars, one point four billion dollars. And it will take more money from every Minnesotan of every single income level. And there it was in black and white. There it was in black and white by his own Minnesota Department of Revenue. And where was the media on this? Where was the media on this? And and the free pass that Democrats get, I just find so irritating. All right, let's talk a little bit about guns cuz we had a couple things happen this past week. Um Moms Demand Action, who are the left-wing crazy, wacko gun grabbers that uh, have, what do they wear now, orange shirts or red shirts? Well, I don't know what they wear. Uh They're part of the Protect Minnesota. So they had a rally over at the Capitol last week uh, in the Rotunda. I was surprised it wasn't as many people as I thought were going to be over there. I think they were surprised, too. Uh, I suppose there were a few hundred people there, a couple hundred people. Uh, I don't know, somewhere between 500 and 700 maybe, I think, was what I saw. But the one person that was over there that nobody seems to be talking about is Ramsey County Sheriff uh, Jack What's his name? Seer? Um, I met Jack. Jack came to a CD4 convention last year. Um, I told him I wanted a tour of the jail and he said, uh, yes, I could get it. And his secretary even called me back to set it up. And I, we never actually found a time that worked. I, I should still get on that and make arrangements for that. But I guess I want to know, uh, the Rams, I want to know, hey, Jack. What were you doing at that, at the state capitol? What were you doing at that Protect Minnesota Moms Demand Action rally over at the state capitol? And I think, uh, the Ramsey County Sheriff is up For reelection. And I know there's a guy in New Brighton who's running against him. And that just tells me I got to find out who the guy is who's running in New Brighton. And I got to see what I can do to get Jack tossed out of there because I don't want any politicians who are going to infringe on our Second Amendment rights in any way at all. Um, At the gun rally that they had over there, they said there were hundreds of people wearing red shirts, filling the Capitol Rotunda, chanting, chanting not one more and vote them out as they called on lawmakers to pass gun control messages. They had Joyce Hayden, who's the mother of state senator Jeff Hayden, talked about how her daughter was shot and killed a year and a half ago in Atlanta, and she was killed in crossfire between two two gangs. It is so tragic that this young woman, 25 years old, lost her life. But this is crossfire between two gangs, and that's a different issue than what we're seeing. Uh, she talked about how angry that she was that she would have to stay stay there. Dario Anselmo, uh, he's the House Rep from Edina, uh, he got a rousing welcome when he came to the podium uh, because so far there's been no interest for any gun grabber laws from the Republican controlled house. Thank goodness. Thank goodness. Uh, try to stay strong, Republicans. I know not all of you are, uh, but we value our Second Amendment rights. Um, uh, Dario Anselmo told a story about how he lost, how, about how of his loss uh, where both his mother and his grandfather were murdered, which is just awful and goes to reinforce the fact that criminals don't pay attention to gun laws. And it makes me so mad that all of the things that the Democrats and these, these ridiculous uh, organizations like moms demand action, not, not one of the laws that they're proposing are going to do anything uh, to stop what, what we've to stop, the the some of the gun violence that we've seen to date rob door who's the political director of minnesota gun owners caucus which by the way go to the minnesota gun owners caucus find out more about the rally next uh saturday starts at noon show up over at the state capitol because this is super this is super important and the democrats are they they think they have got all this support and I'll tell you, I think guns are one of those issues that people just don't say much about. And I think Rob Doerr was exactly right when, in response to the event held by Moms Demand Action, uh, Rob responded with the gun control am- agenda mentioned by the Moms Demand Action continues to lack the support needed to advance with bipartisan opposition in both chambers. Bipartisan opposition. There are Republicans and Democrats who think these gun grabbing, uh, the gun grabbing agenda has gone way too, for, too far. Rob said the continued push for ineffective and unconstitutional gun control. You hear that ineffective and unconstitutional gun control is overshadowing, overshadowing viable solutions that uh, that we can that can be used to make our schools and our communities safer. Um, I was also surprised at the very poor numbers of the they had a the schools had a walkout on Friday where you could walk out of out of school and the students wanted to push for changes, including removing police officers from school bans on assault weapons and high capacity magazines and tighter restrictions on gun purposes. And it was really uh, surprising, really surprising how few people actually, I, I mean, there were still what a thousand kids that did it, but you compare that to a month ago. Uh, this is a, a big difference. And I think the people are, uh, are, waking up to what the gun grabbers are, are trying. I liked, uh, I love social media and I liked social media, especially because Walter Hudson, um, to put up on Facebook shame on me for not seeing through this facade to begin with these aren't walkouts at all they never were that term implies defiance of authority breaking the rules but these events are clearly occurring with the sanction and support of parents teachers and administrators Walter Hudson said they should be called a field trip I love that good one Walter uh, Aaron House said teachers and principals are organizing this thing my kid asked friends and teachers what was the point of the walkout and not one of them could say with certainty. Aaron asks, how do do they expect students to follow school rules when the very people who should be role models are ignoring the fundamental rule of staying in class? So this is not over by a, a long shot. You want to weigh in on anything that I'm saying. I know I'm going fast. I know I haven't given the number out. 651 989 5855 651 989 5855 I've, um, I've tried to post a lot of things up on Facebook talking about uh, these school walkout days and, and the shocking number that you have some 57% of the teens who are worried about dying in a school shooting and they shouldn't be. They shouldn't be. There's a reason that these walkouts were picked for yesterday, because that was the 19th anniversary of the Columbine massacre. And it was supposed to be um, it was supposed to be that Colin Columbine could teach us uh, a lesson. And well, April 20th also isn't that pot day, Stan? Isn't that? Hitler's birthday or something.
1: It is all, yeah, of, all of those things. Yep. Yeah, yep. yeah,
0: yeah, 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 yeah. Um, anyway, all right, we're going to take a quick break. We'll get to your phone calls when we come back. Sue Jeffers, Twin Cities News Talk AM eleven thirty and TwinCitiesNewsTalk so dot What are we
2: listening
0: so to? to a little bit older.
1: Bob Seger.
0: <laughs> I know, I like Bob Seger. <laughs> I don't like his politics, but I like his music. Hey, everyone, good Saturday afternoon. Thank you so much for tuning in. I'm Sue Jeffers. This is the Sue Jeffers Show. We're talking guns here for a little bit. Um, the We were talking about the gun rally that they had at the Capitol on Thursday. We were talking about the school walkout that was Friday. And I also mentioned that the Ramsey County Sheriff uh, was over at the Capitol at the Protect Minnesota Moms Demand Action Rally at the State Capitol and that I was not happy about that. And I couldn't remember the name of the guy who was running against him. The guy's name is Mike Martin. Uh, and I know he lives in new Brighton because I know I was invited to one of his meet and greets or kickoff party or whatever it was. And, um, now I'm going to have to make a point to get him on the show or to talk about him, find out, well, I guess I want to find out where he stands in regards to our second amendment rights, uh, before I decide if I want to have him on the show. But, uh, it, it concerns me that the Ramsey County Sheriff thinks he can walk walk that fine line of being at a rally with Protect Minnesota and the Moms Demand action. Those people are crazy, and they want nothing short of, of taking your guns away. They're the epitome of gun grabbers. And by the way, they're well-funded, very well-funded. Uh, so I'll do some checking into Mike Martin, but well, it might be it, time we need a new Ramsey County Sheriff.
1: Well, on his... Uh... Page, it says, uh, Sheriff's Office has no more important responsibility than to protect the civil rights and liberties of everyone. Abiding by the Constitution, treating every person with dignity and respect, enforcing the law equitably. Mm Absolutely. There you go. Yeah. Supposedly likes the Constitution, likes to follow it, so. Okay,
0: I like that. that. It's yeah, hard to argue with that. Um, I'll have to I'll have to check them out because I'll have them on the show for sure. It looks like we need a new sheriff in Ramsey County. Uh, Dave, you're first up today. Hi, Dave. Welcome to the show.
2: Hey Sue, long time. Uh, we haven't talked. Um,
0: I know. I saw it on my screen. I'm like, whoa, we haven't talked in a long
2: time. Yeah. Um. One of the things, yeah. You know, Atlas shrugged, and in, in the book. They talk about, there's a, he's talking about, uh, one of the characters brings up, the reason we have all these laws and we create more of these laws is to make the innocent people criminals. Right. That way we can enforce more laws and fines and penalties on them and make the good people outlaws and lawbreakers, which is, if you look at everything that they're trying to do now, when it comes to any of these gun laws like in Illinois where the entire town says well if you don't surrender all your guns now it's a $1000 a day I
0: know <laughs> what <laughs> is that just astonishing i mean yeah, no, I'd say no, and where is the lawsuit? I thought for sure there'd be a lawsuit on that one already. It's crazy how these people actually want the criminals to be the only people with guns. There was a rally at the University of Minnesota last week that had, uh, it was in front of the U of M Police Department, a whopping 10 people showed up, and one of the things they wanted was to disarm the police. I'm like, are you people morons? What's wrong with you?
2: Uh, so here's something you have to also look at. And I really want somebody to let David Hogg know this, that in Minnesota, the safest sport is the high school trap shooting (laughs) league. That's right. And it's one of the fastest growing, all-inclusive sports in all of high school. Uh So how can we be anti-gun and, you know, oh, wait a minute. Uh, So now we're going to have their heads explode, and then we'll have people like Amy Klobuchar, you know, well, I'm not against the Second Amendment because I'm all in favor of hunting. The Second Amendment isn't
0: about hunting. Yeah. (laughs) What don't they get about this?
2: (laughs) And she walks that fine line, and, well, she's all for hunting. That's great. What's her position on the Second Amendment? And when you're at a game fair or any of those places and you ask any of her staffers, they all give you the same canned response. Oh, she's all for hunting.
0: It's crazy. It's just absolutely crazy. The Second Amendment is not about hunting. And when you start talking about the capacity of the magazines, I want as many as the cops have. That's how many I want. I want, I want to be able to fight back if I, if I need to.
2: And <sighs> anyone who says they want to fight back, all oh, well. will. Oh, my God, you're you're a terrorist. You're one of these malicious psychos. Or cri- no, it's I want to look at my constitutional rights. And I want to keep my
0: family safe. And you know what? I can get to my gun a whole lot quicker than the cops can get to my house.
2: And living out where I live, that's the same thing here.
0: Exactly. It probably takes your cops even longer. The cops know where I live, and they get to my house quickly when I need them. So I'm very, very thankful about that.
2: But well, thank you, Dave. <laughs> At least our sheriff out here, Rich Stanick, is, you know, he's a pretty good guy.
0: Yeah, I'm a little bit irritated. You know, in the next segment here, I'm going to talk about the courts, and I'm going to talk about a couple of lawsuits that happened. One was... Uh, Rich Stanick was part of that. That was Hennepin County. So stay tuned with that. Rich Stanick apparently doesn't want to tell people what, uh, what sort of surveillance they have in Hennepin County. Uh, what are they using to watch us little peons running around all over the place? And, um, Tony Webster who's uh, does just does amazing work on privacy issues and transparency issues and he just continues to sue one government entity or another and actually he just won a big case I'll tell you about it next hour. <laughs>
2: well, Thank actually, you. Actually I, I should clarify. Joel Brot is the Sherburn County Sheriff but oh. Rick Stanick who I've met numerous times. Me too like him uh, he's always been great
0: yep me too and he dragged his feet a little bit on uh on people's permits to carry uh i but in the end I, I i think he did a real good job administering it and i think he's done a lot of good things in hennepin county um i think there are some things he could do better he he wouldn't be one that i'd pick a battle against right now
2: i don't know uh one of the republican you know gatherings I asked him, I said, how do you feel about all these people in here, you know, carrying concealed? <laughs> and I said, I'm not worried at all. He goes, these are the people I trust around. Right. <laughs>
0: right. And that is the perfect accurate answer because they try to make us all into criminals exactly like you started when you when you opened your conversation today crazy well, thanks dave yeah appreciate appreciate your call um we do have the smartest listeners um one of the things who do you people remember columbine do you remember columbine it was 19 years ago yesterday And it was horrifying. It was so horrible. I had a good friend of mine who lives in Lakewood, Colorado. We were terrified trying to get more information, figuring out what was going on. Uh, and there are a lot of lessons that we could learn from Columbine. And it appears like the lessons that we learned were all the wrong lessons and the lessons that we learned didn't make our schools uh safer in many areas. I think it did it did make a difference in uh in a lot of areas. But what you saw after Columbine was all these experts misdiagnosed the causes of crime and they implemented safety procedures that uh didn't always make the the, the students safer. One of those would be gun free zones. Think about that. Uh, there was also a lot of uh misinformation, a lot of jumping to assumption a lot of um, uh, the starting with a false premise when they uh, they thought that these two monsters who marched into Columbine high school and murdered twelve students and one teacher. They also had explosives they wanted to clean they wanted to kill a whole bunch more they had their bombs didn't go off um and the media real quick jumped on board and said that these kids were uh bullied none of that was true none of that was true but when when you know down the road after the investigations were over nobody was cared and they and that 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 philosophy stuck that these kids were were bullied and there are some excellent books out there talking about that they weren't uh, victimized by bullying, and they didn't want revenge on certain students, and they weren't targeting Christians, and they weren't targeting jocks or popular kids or any of that. They weren't part of a cult. They didn't watch violent video games, and they didn't read comic books, and they, it was none of that. One of them was just a psychopath, and the other one was depressed and and suicidal, and after Columbine, we saw a lot of these zero-tolerance zero policies come into play um we saw uh the gun-free school act where where and they just handed out boatloads of money to to schools and and they they started coming up with policies having to do with expelling troublesome kids and bullying and and we saw how that has expanded out they gave Hundreds of millions of dollars so that schools could hire cops. Uh, and and there's some uh, some discussion going on back and forth about that, too. Is it a good thing? Um, but but all of a sudden you have, you know, zero tolerance and cops in schools and and schools have become like uh, prisons and locked doors. Some of the stuff was good. Some of the stuff was bad. Obviously, it hasn't done what we needed to do to make sure we never had another Parkland because we just had a Parkland. But to the 57% of the teens who are worried about a school shooting, uh, think about that. Think about that children are scared about a school shooting and and they they shouldn't be school shootings are not more common than than they used to be and they might even be less common and you've got organizations like that held our rally at the Capitol and organizations like the Washington Post that said in 2018, there have already been 13 shootings. No, no. Most of those were accidents. Most of those uh, nine of them were guns going off by mistake. No one was killed. We are. Blessedly thankfully, uh, school shootings are very 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 rare. Uh, what they should be addressing more is suicides That's where we should be spending some some of our time effort and money. okay so Go to the rally next week. When we come back, uh, we're going to talk about the courts. I'll just give you a quick update about what's going on in the courts. We are so excited for our court case for the United States Supreme Court to come down with their ruling. The Minnesota Minnesota Supreme Court has seen some action this week. Lots more coming. Plus, we're going to talk about the elections, the endorsements, 2018, all kinds of stuff. Stay tuned. I, I told you I was loaded for bear today. Sue Jappers, Twin Cities News Talk M 1130 and TwinCitiesNewsTalk.com.